0: Welcome to Hugging the Cactus and the Keep Going podcast. I'm Andy Signor and I have a wonderful guest today. I'm so excited for you to meet her. If you don't know her already, Anna Hummel from Bubba the Love Sponge. I knew her from 1025 The Bone here in Tampa. We got so much to talk about. Anna, are you there? I am, can you hear me? I can. I'm so happy to have you. Thanks for being here. You were so you and Johnny B were so gracious to have me on the air a couple times over there when I was coming out myself after I was cancelled. Uh, and yeah. so I'm grateful to have you here to tell your story because you went through your own weird sort of cancellation story. But with a positive ending, let mind you. I know it's rough. We're gonna talk about it all.
1: At least for right now. But so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. God uh, only knows what, what tomorrow will bring, but for right now I'm still I'm still uh, treading water, so
0: well, I want to break it all down. For people who don't know, you, uh, you've you done a lot of radio in your career, uh, and you had a long a tenure over there at 1025 The Bone here in Tampa with the Johnny B. Show. Uh, you were doing a radio show over there just to get sort of the, the backstory of what happened to you. I want you to sort of share it. We'll talk about it. But I, I really want to get into this idea of basically a joke got you canceled. Um, and I want to talk about that idea. I know you're a comedian as well. And so. This is. how oh, I'm not a
1: comedian.
0: Well, you. you sh- I guess you don't do stand. I feel like right?
1: I'm a fu- maybe a funny person, but I, I certainly don't want to brand myself as a comedian because that I am not. So just to clarify, not a comedian. Fair. Just a person. She's a
0: funny yeah. person. There you go. That's uh, you're right. Yeah, you, yeah. If you don't go on stage, you don't want to take your right. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, that's, that's.
1: still that's stolen valor, so I don't want
0: to do that. <laughs> but you are you are a very funny person, and so you put a joke oh, out okay. there on Twitter. You were trying to you did something controversial, got you in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so let's go there. Let's talk about it right there. I mean, before I guess before we get there, let's learn a bit more about you. So tell me about your radio background, your hosting and comedy background. Tell us tell us a little bit about for people who maybe aren't familiar with you.
1: Sure, I mean uh, I get that. I get asked that question a lot about how I ended up in radio. And really, the short answer is, is I'm just a grad school dropout. I was going to grad school in Michigan for evolutionary psychology, hated life, decided to do a 180 degree change when I was about 26, 27. I uh, was told I was too old to do that. And I should have started in my early 20s. But, you know, I just said, well, after that, I got the rest of my life to try to Uh, make it work, and I started doing radio in Michigan, a station called WRAF, Riff, Um, just doing promo. I started my own podcast and was just kind of dishing it out to different stations. I stumbled on The Bone, which seemed to be a great fit because it was all talk radio. It was also in a much better state like Florida instead of Michigan. I hated Michigan. I hated Detroit. So I was, you know, I would have left for like a free sandwich. So I was happy (laughs) um, to get the hell out of there. And uh, found myself at 102.5 The Bone in April of 2016 and worked there until June of this year when I got canned. So you're all uh, caught up.
0: Right. And then since I was opening, so some people, oh, uh, that's the worst image I could find. But there, there oh, it is. Oh,
1: that makes me so sad because that <laughs> image still exists, but I'm cut out of it now. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: man. I, the tri- yeah. I, I can re- I you relate. Will.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're right next to each other. I makes relate sad, to that. But.
0: I relate to when you, after they lose, they, they get rid of you. They try to remove your name from everything.
1: Uh, well, well, I rubbed well, within five minutes of getting fired. You know, my email, uh, ev- any any sort of uh, evidence that I worked there. So, but it is what it is. So.
0: Well, because I, I got questions about the aftermath and all that, but let's let's talk about what happened that actually got you there. So, because I had listened to, sure. you've done some podcasts and stuff, you've talked about it and you had been sort of in hot water sort of other times. Like you had made questionable yes. things before that had brought like the higher ups attention. And so, yes. you, I, I, as I I've heard you say this before, like you weren't entirely surprised, but I guess before we get to the tweet in question, just, I guess, fill people in on sort of the backstory before that, that sort of led to it.
1: Sure. Um, So I had a few incidents with HR and let me rephrase that HR had a few incidents with me. (laughs) I never, (laughs) I never alerted HR to anything, even if, you know, people were mean or bullied or said something like pseudo sexist, it doesn't matter to me. I'm a pretty thick skinned person. Um, But I had a few incidents with HR. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go into this, but again, I'll just do a brief overview. Last year, went to a comedy show in Orlando. One of my favorite stand-up comedians, Andrew Schultz, was performing. It was this legendary performance where during his set, a woman had a seizure. So, as as
0: legendary sets go.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's pretty unforgettable. So I get home probably about two in the morning, and, it, you know, in my dumb brain, I'm like, the world needs to know that I was at this performance. You know, it's like going to the the Siegfried and Roy show and someone gets eaten by a tiger. Like, you want people to know yeah. you were there. What's the I point of social
0: out- media, right, if you can't say you were there? again. Yeah. Right,
1: right. So I get on social media at 2 a.m., which is never a good idea to start making posts, fun to make sillies. And so I basically uh, tell my followers that, you know, I was at this show, this woman had a seizure. I did call her the B word. I don't know if I can say that, but I did call her the B word, not like in a, in a derogatory sense, but I say, I call myself the B word. I'm like this B, whatever. So I uh, just kind of alerted everybody to the fact that I was there and that it was a great show. Now, people thought I was saying it was a great show because a woman had a seizure. When in actuality, I was just saying it was a great show despite the fact that a woman had a seizure. But you know how social media is and the game of telephone goes. And um, as you know, with social, with, sorry, with Instagram, when you put something in your story, it circulates for 24 hours before it automatically deletes itself. So it was probably in like the 23rd hour. And then someone made a comment on Facebook. And you, and you know, someone said something to me like, you're a horrible person. I just went like F off, like get out of here. Bye bye. Well, within about 12 hours that gets shared on Twitter, then they started tagging the epilepsy foundation of America. Then that gets shared on its social, uh, Facebook site. And that has 154,000 followers. So 12 hours later, I'm getting floods of emails, Instagram messages, Twitter messages, Facebook messages the bone is getting all these messages, but the, one of the administrators from the epilepsy foundation of America is calling my boss, demanding I get fired. And those calls, Andy went on for two weeks. Really? Nonstop. It was like both. All not my, and just so, my, just
0: so we're clear, all because one person tagged them and pointed it out.
1: Correct. One person had an issue with it. Uh, screen not screenshot it but recorded it and then shared it on all these different platforms and then other people who had kids with epilepsy were sharing it to like their community i'm getting pictures and videos of kids getting seizures like it just got out of control not only did my direct boss but like my boss's boss my boss's boss's boss like we had an hr woman that had to fly in from miami to come deal with my case like it was uh, wild and it's so sad so, because
0: they i mean Look, there really are... I get it they're like they're they're in a place right where they're being sensitive obviously given the fact that they have kids with epilepsy and it's something that probably triggers them I get it but it's so frustrating that one person can take something out of context and then throw Uh. it to the entire group and then vilify you to that group so then they're empowered to say oh well well, we must this person's a villain we have to and then no one's really paying attention or aware of what your intent was what was going on uh but just one person can suddenly send this down the the wire and then it all takes is that and then obviously all the bosses everyone come out at why am I getting? What's going on? What's happening? Just because one person angered the whole mob, oh, it's so frustrating.
1: It was really funny, actually. I mean, this made me laugh. It was a crazy ordeal. I call it hurricane epilepsy, for the record. But there, there was, a, you know, when you when you call and it's like press one for a press two, they had to add an extra digit to be like, if this is a complaint about, you know, if this is a call from the epilepsy foundation, please. Please press nine. Like that's how bad it got because the flood of calls, emails, etc., was so uh, was so extreme that they had to add an extra digit on the dial, or whatever. So that I thought that was pretty record-breaking yeah wow
0: see you're, you're definitely making moves
1: <laughs> making waves <laughs> making waves
0: so all right so the hurricane epilepsy comes obviously then yeah. but so it's but they worked with you on that they realized your intent wasn't they negative they actually stood by you through that so credit to them for that at least no
1: yes I mean they did a lot they they offered thousands of dollars of free advertising to save my job. So if you're ever listening to any of the Cox Media Group stations and you hear a PSA for epilepsy, that's because you're a girl right here. I've done more for epilepsy in the last year than anyone's done in the last decade. So you're welcome for that. Um, I brought more awareness than anybody. That's, that's so Trumpian
0: um, I, of you. You know more about I it. Know,
1: I know, well, I know. Kind of I like to, you know, spin it in a, in a positive way. And then I had, I was, you know, suspended for a week. I had to make a public apology. I had to make a written apology. I had sensitivity training courses. I had meetings with HR. I had meetings with my direct boss for six months, uh, once a week. So they kept on me for about six months before it just kind of faded away. So it was a crazy ordeal. So you'd think that I would learn my lesson, right? Right. Wrong. <laughs> so. so
0: how long was it between? So that was when, and then how many months later than the the actual than the big tweet happened?
1: I I won't forget it because that was April first, two thousand nineteen. So oh, it wow. seems like it should. It was yeah. April Fool's Day, and then um, I believe I made the tweet on like June second of twenty twenty. So, so com- just about a yeah. little over a year. Yeah.
0: Got it. Okay. So there was time between, but still enough time to also know, to try to be better, but I, I will get to the reason why you wrote and stuff, but let's get to the, just to get through your history. So we can actually talk about the, uh, the aftermath. Cause I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, okay. be, so then you go and do these tweets, uh, explain.
1: Okay. So, you know, now it's 2020, no one's in the mood for laughs and I should have known that in hindsight um and so you know the pandemic is happening everyone's all sensitive and then the george floyd incident happened you know and i I really wasn't trying to make light of that but again i was i was looking to make sillies when it was just not the right time to make jokes had i written the tweet now i think it would have been a little bit better and i have a pretty good like idea of the temperature on certain topics. But I wanted to strike while the iron was hot. So imagine there's just been a week of riots nonstop. Everyone's going crazy. Part of the toxicology toxicology report comes out on George Floyd says that he has the Rona. Okay, yeah. so here I am in my brain. I'm like, Oh, perfect. We can fuse these two ideas together. And I'm going to make this epic tweet. That will, you know, and that was the tweet that got me fired. But basically, I said, and this isn't verbatim, but, you know, to the effect of if they try to pin this death, meaning George Floyd's death on Rona, because it had just come out that he, in fact, did have Rona. If they try to pin this as a Rona death, I'm going to loot myself. Because at the time stories were coming out that people were getting, you know, dying in car accidents. And because they had Rona, they were counting that as a Rona death. And obviously that's ridiculous. So I was just kind of making a, a, a it was a social comment. It was it was a meta-social commentary via Twitter right, trying to make a laugh. It's and, not even
0: um, really against, I don't feel like you're against George even in it, right? You're just making a comment about two, topic, no, two current and event and it, topics. It wasn't negative towards him, which I could see no, maybe be the line no. cross, right? But you didn't even do that.
1: No, and it wasn't even, what I was saying was like, it was so blatantly obvious that the abuse that he suffered from Derek Chauvin's knee on his neck would have been the cause of his death or, you know, contributed to his death. But if they try to say that this is a Rona death, then that would be in fact ridiculous and funny in a dark sense that clearly it was not Corona or sorry, uh, Rona that he died from. It was, you know, the, the abuse. So I was kind of making a commentary on that and then it just um, blew up in my face.
0: So, how describe the blow to your face? That's sort of important. Who who alerted? Like, was this was this one more viral in its sort of uh, outrage than no. the first one?
1: It was an inside job, Andy. Someone at work. I know who it is. I mean, not with a hundred percent certainty, but I I know who it is. Um, there was it was probably circulating for about an hour on the interwebs. Um, I did not get. I got a few likes, and someone maybe said, haha but no one was like, this is inappropriate, this is awful. None of that. I got a call from my direct boss during the Johnny B show, which is never a good sign because right. he knows I'm on air. He knows I'm on air. So he calls me and or texts me, call me during the break. I call him during the break. I've never felt so sick to my stomach before. Um, basically takes me off the, I don't know if he took me off the air, but he said don't he said don't talk for the rest of the show. I think that was the instruction, or say very little, don't say anything, and he was very disappointed with the tweet that I had just posted. So I delete the tweet, um, and then I see all of the higher-ups start following me on Twitter, start following me on Instagram, so I know it's bad news bears. And I did a show with Will Koontz, who you know as well, mm-hmm. um, called Stay Woke, and and he canceled the show for the night. said, you're not going on air for that show at all. Um, so at that moment, we ended the Johnny B show at midnight and I talked to Johnny and will probably for about an hour after the show. And um, I predicted that that was going to be my last time at the station. And I was right. So,
0: Oh, that's just so much yeah. worse. So, so someone, yeah. someone inside decides yeah. to what do we, I mean, without revealing, I guess, did I to just why anger at you just trying to move up their own position. Like, what do you think the, the reasoning was?
1: Uh, this is a very unhappy person. Uh, we've had issues before. They've accused me of things like being, you know, racist and this, that, and the other. Because you know, you speak your mind and whatnot, and anything that is racial, they twist as racist. Yeah. And you can't say any. You can't. You can't say anything because who are you? You're not me. You're not black. You're not brown. You're not whatever. So you can't even have an opinion on the matter. And clearly, right. my And here you is are not.
0: on the bone, which, let's be honest, is like a, a radio where you are to just say things, right, and be
1: real raw radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly.
0: so that's that's yeah. weird. So then that person gets, but I guess that's where I'm, did you did you have frustration in wanting to challenge them, saying, or did you not realize it was an inside job no. until later? Like, was there any? I knew,
1: I, knew, I knew it was an inside job pretty much right away, just because um, there was virtually zero reaction on social media. And who would alert the bosses at 11 p.m. at night? Right, so- I think I have a few ideas who that might be. Um, and I knew that I, it was over just because of hurricane epilepsy. They really fought for me there. And if I didn't learn my lesson from that go around, then they can't trust my judgment at all, essentially. And I knew that that was what was going to happen. I, was, I I I was pretty... I was convinced that it, that it was over for me. And I knew that I don't really belong in corporate life anyways, and that, um, it was the end. So, and they, they terminated me, but what they did that was kind of trash, um, is that they made me wait a week. So every day it was just like, you're not on air today. You're not on air today. I had to kept, I had to keep checking in. And, um, and then a week later, they just, they fired me. So it would have been much better if they just fired me the next day But they made me sweat it out. And what they were doing is they were trying to get a hold of someone from HR because she needed to be present as well Mm, when they fired me via Zoom. So that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) So the
0: worst. Uh, Yeah. Right. So they just make you sweat just because they can't get HR on the phone. Um, So, and then, so you, was there. So interesting. So you sort of just took it. There wasn't like sort of an anger of like, well, no one, this is my job no. to say things like this on this channel. Like no, I'm, I was being no. raw. Why are you using this against me when no one even complained? Just one person who has a vendetta against me and you guys are going to, there was no, no feel to try and like no. fight back.
1: At that point, you know, you become aware of like how hot the temperature was surrounding the issue and them being, I mean, yeah, we're real raw radio, but they're corporate. And also on top of that, they are they need to adjust to the times. And they told us that, you know, you need to be sensitive, please be sensitive. And my boss had called me the week before and said, this is these are things we need to kind of stay away from. These are things that we kind of that we can talk about. And but me, again, I've never gotten in trouble for anything I've said on air. So this was all just my personal social media. So you feel like you have a little bit more freedom because it's right. like this is my page. You know, I'm not saying this on the airwaves, but. Honestly, that's actually kind of worse because it lives there and it sits there and you don't have context. So people can look at that. They don't get it's a joke. They think it's in bad taste, you know, whereas on the air, it's a fleeting moment or you can kind of explain yourself or the people that are tuning in like you. And that's why they're listening to you but on Twitter anybody can read it and judge you when they know nothing about you
0: so right I mean and to be honestly right on, on some sometimes you guys are on so late that there may, may not be as many people uh, listening that may are oh, no on Twitter yeah, right, so, you're right.
1: <laughs> so I'm <laughs> sure you've
0: probably gotten away with saying things on air and you're like whoops thank God no one caught it and then meanwhile yeah, 100%, 100%. Twitter it's forever so it's like oh yeah. they can literally do a keyword search for certain words and then and just yeah. try to att- that's what they've been doing which is insane I'm just curious though now with some time since you know since then we were talking about this before do you have like do you still feel like apologetic or regret or have you because yeah. i know in my own case there was like a there was anger but then and there was apologies right and then the more and more i sat with it and realized what they did and what they took from me and erased my name and then continued to make my shows without me and like try to play like i didn't like more and more i realized no, screw you guys, like, what the hell? Like, sure, I made some mistakes, but this isn't, what you did was insane. Have you come around yet to sort of feel anger about, like, and, and and not any, you know, remorse for it? Or do you still, do you feel remorse for the words you said? Do you regret the joke, as I guess the short answer to what I'm trying to ask you?
1: No, not at all, not at all. I mean, you regret it in the moment because of what you lost, not because it was a a, a moral in, indiscretion, you know? I, I, was, I was remorseful because... I wasn't remorseful; I was regretful. Does that make sense? Yeah, because totally. I was like, I regret losing my job. But a week later, I was employed by the rival radio station. You know, and it all worked out for the better. I make more money. I have better hours. It's a much better. Yep, there I am. <laughs> they had go, Bubba Army. So now I'm working. I mean. I'm not going to dig deep into Tampa radio uh, drama, but this is basically (laughs) the the last place you want to end up after the bone in terms of trying to keep the network that you built up. At least I built up for four years. It was all over once I put that shirt on. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess even
0: I. Mean, you made me think about that. Right now that I've associated with you on air, I'm screwed too. But I, whatever. Uh, but yeah, for those who don't know, Mike Cultas in the morning, and he and Bubba have had. There's just a yeah, you cannot you can take, like take a you take a side yeah. in those. It's like a whole. Thing and I, I honestly I don't know enough about it. Uh, Mike yeah. has reached out to me. He's nice. I've never heard from Bubba. I, I'm nice to whoever talks to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how it as it should be, or until they screw me uh, personally. Yeah. But yes, Bubba <laughs> is. Kn- but Bubba is known. He Bubba is known, and Bubba has his own sort of cancellation stories and issues yeah. that people sort of. S- some people frown on him i've heard a lot of weird things about Bubba. i've heard really respectful things i've heard some oh don't work with him things but i'm not one who judges somebody until i meet them uh but so but but regardless of what whatever people say he's popular right he's he's successful right now he's got a big audience people know who he is uh so it is it is an uptick from the bone no offense to johnny and everybody else who are awesome uh but yeah so i mean that so that that happened pretty quick. So that was pretty so you did manage to one, find one week, one yeah. Week. Did they how did that happen? Did they reach out to you? Were you sort of looking right away?
1: Um so I was in contact with Seth Kushner, who is the co-host on the Bubble Love Sponge Show. He used to work um with Drew Grabo on Drew Grabo Live. He had been with Cox Media for about nineteen years, I think. And he had a, a, a pretty bad experience towards the end and left not on great terms. Um, started working for Bubba I had communicated to him what was going on during the limbo week when they mm, didn't gotcha. fire me but I was off there and um oh I'm not kidding probably an hour and a half before I was fired he sent me a video of him and Bubba saying hey if you get fired let me know we will try to work something <laughs> out an hour and a half later I get fired an hour later I'm in a group chat with Bubba and he's like let's meet on Monday so it all you know what it felt like Andy is that I felt like I rebounded so quickly. Like my boyfriend broke up with me and then I was (laughs) dating someone else later that night and it felt, there were so many emotions of like, I mean, I'd spent four and a half years at the bone and Johnny and Will are like my family. I'm still very close with both of them. I love them dearly. They had to be being fired at all. Um, some of the best people I know and so leaving them and not being able to be with them. And then all of a sudden I'm working for Bubba. And then I'm like, well, this whole network that I, spent four and a half years building up is going to be completely eradicated with one appearance on Bubba's show. So then you have to weigh that out. But then you go, well, what am I really getting from this whole network? It's like, are right. they giving me a job? No, Bubba is. And then it was like it the lights clicked. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll be there. So I met with him and Seth and, and their executive producer um, and in an undisclosed location where there were no cameras and then we decided to try it out a couple days later. So I was fired on a Wednesday and then the following Wednesday I was on air with Bubba. It was crazy fast. So.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, congrats. Cause that's, that's, <laughs> a, that is a good, that's a good move. And you're right. Yeah. I think you made the right decision because look, I know there's bad blood between those people and that, and the stations, but they fired you. Clearly, you're not what getting back do? in there. They sort of they, and I, I, it would be frustrating for anybody over there to sort of take that against you. You got to put you know, food on the table. Uh, it's I feel like you're making a political move. You're trying to do what's best for you and make a living.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, you, didn't, didn't, you didn't go out and like start d- yeah. dissing on cult or anybody. You're, you're just doing and doing your thing.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't choose to leave. I always remind them that whenever I get blowback, I'm like, I didn't choose to leave. You guys kicked me out, so... I, I would have
0: happily we'd... stayed, right. So, I mean, so, uh, g- g- good to hear. I'm glad you're back on there. Uh, what, yeah. what is your stance, though, now in general, in sort of 2020 and, and this cancel culture we've been through? Do you feel like, you know, you should have been canceled for the joke, or do you feel like co- even corporate sort of needs to chill out on these sort of jump to conclusions? Because it is... They, I feel like what's scary about it is they, they, they rush to intent. In your joke, no one, one person internally got upset who clearly had their, their own reasoning, right? It had nothing to do with offensiveness of the joke. I, it seems like there was clearly, a, if this is true, clearly there was just bad blood between you and a history. So they used their own sort of bias or feelings yeah. towards you to take you out and use a joke to cancel you, which proves, I think, why it's dangerous to do. I, what do you think of the state of this sort of world we live in where one tweet it's something your your enemy can use against you to destroy your career.
1: Oh, it's awful. I mean, there's a, what do they call it? like uh, social media mining where people go deep into your history, 10, 12 years, and they try to find stuff and uh, ruin your life, ruin your livelihood. Um, as far as you said intention, I, I don't think intention matters. I don't think they even take it into consideration, nor do they care. There are certain words and certain topics that you cannot talk about. Now, I again we can get we'll probably hopefully don't get into too hot water but had I been a different color let's say and made that tweet I don't think I would have gotten blowback I don't think that I would have been canned if I were a black person like that's just my opinion it's a speculation I could be wrong but I don't think that I am so then there are rules for thee and not for me which I'm not about you know I'm all for equality um and if things are off the table they should be off the table for everybody. But I do find it very problematic that we are censoring people's speech and things that certain people can say, especially when the intent is to entertain. Like my intent wasn't to hurt anyone's feelings. Obviously I was just trying, I was going for laughs. Sometimes you miss the mark, but usually when you miss the mark, people just don't laugh. They don't get, they don't try to get you fired. Right. So, um, now, although I, I do say it's the best dumbest decision I ever made was that impulsive, you know, click, uh, you know, tweet. Um, i do still have a lot of animosity for the person that got me fired you know obviously i'm not thanking them by any means i do think that they're um and i think it was a group of people um that had it out to get me and um yeah i i i, I think that that is to be honest disgusting especially when it when it ruins when it has the potential to ruin someone's livelihood and they knew that it wasn't intended to hurt feelings or anything like that right. um, or and th- them just trying to um, disgrace my reputation in this town um, or claim that I'm a racist or anything like that. So to me, I find that to be, you know, somewhat disgusting, but again, it, it led me to Bubba, so I can't be complaining all that much, but yeah, it, cancel right. culture is not going anywhere. Good. There are certain things we can't say, even if, even if we want to talk about things that might be true, People would rather be polite than try to solve a problem, which is not good. So, right. And
0: you can't please the person who's, who, who pushed you away because I'm sure they're oh of course she went to Bubba right she's gonna now that person here she will now just sort of assume they're that's due to his own political leanings the way he goes he's racist too right that's how they sort of just jump to those conclusions even though it's they don't even know or they're not correct so it's a it's a lose-lose and it's, (laughs) it's just frustrating we live in a society where those people now seem to have power to just Yes, it as they the want. mob has yeah, power. The mob, a mob should never have the power, uh, and that's what's so scary. Do you 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 talk about like Andrew Schultz and these people? I feel like the uh, there's so many comedians now where it's like the best ones just don't care, right? They say what they they say, and they're not afraid of sort of the, those mobs. They build their audiences. Uh, I feel like people are getting tougher to that. Do you see that too? Do you feel like someone like Andrew Schultz or even like Chappelle, or right? if we go high enough, Bill Burr, these Joe Rogan, these people don't they they build their crowd so they're sort of
1: They're almost too big to cancel. Rogan is too big to cancel unless he did something egregious like, you know, forcefully have sex with someone on camera, you know, something like that. But other than that, I don't think you can cancel Rogan as far as like Schultz and Tim Dillon and all these kind of avant garde in your face, edgy comedians that really toe the line of, you know, what's appropriate they're not relying on on corporations to get the job done. They're not going to Comedy Central. They're not asking for specials. A lot of them are not even going to Netflix. They're just building up their communities on YouTube, on Spotify, on Twitter, Patreon, on Instagram. Right, yeah. So, that's kind of how they're building up their following and then if they get, you know, the 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 greatest opportunity ever, which is to be on the joe rogan experience that's usually when they explode because joe just has such a, a massive following um but yeah I, I i think and then people like bill burr chappelle there's a certain um generation of comedians that was just kind of grandfathered in i think or like you said maybe they're just too big to to cancel to erase um, i'm not going to use chappelle because chappelle is a minority, so he can pretty much say whatever he wants. I mean, he even used the n-word on SNL this last Saturday. It was crazy
0: you know, and, you and, and, yeah, and YouTube you two monetized like Bur-
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't white comedians can't I don't know Bobby Kelly, Bill Burr, they cannot get away with that at all. So, yes, he kind of has uh, a free pass, but I think that's more um, because he's a minority and less because he's a legend in the industry. That's just my opinion. Right. It's
0: at this point where it's the boat, right? It's a combo of the two is sort of also yeah. potentially happening. Yeah. Uh, but do you feel, are you, do you see yourself more still protecting your own sort of jokes on air with Bubba? Do you feel like that's an environment where he's sort of said whatever? Or are you, are you less afraid of a mob coming after you there? Or do you yes. still find yourself sort of afraid. catching what jokes you say?
1: Much less afraid I feel like I have way more freedom there because it's it's not a corporation. You know, Bubba's the head of HR. He's my boss. He is, you know, the executive producer. He's the host. Like, he wears all these different hats. Um, but, and, and he's he's carefree. He doesn't care. He knows I mean well. His only thing is that we adhere to the guidelines of the moneymaker, which is Twitch. So for those that don't know, Twitch is like a... a, a Gaming streaming site. Mm-hmm. I was really unfamiliar with it, but we're not a gamer. You know, we're not gamers or anything like that. But we are on Twitch, and that's really where we make our our bucks. So as long as we adhere to their rules and regulations, like Bubba is cool with whatever. So
0: yeah, it's a different. It's different than YouTube. We still got to be careful over there. I imagine you do but, have
1: to be careful with certain things, but you can kind of talk your way out of things. So right. if you start talking about say, trans people. You just got to be kind of careful because they're really sensitive about that and make sure that, you know, you're not making fun of them, but maybe you're talking about a trans issue. And so there are ways to kind of get around certain things, you know?
0: Right. So what's your opinion? What's your suggestion to someone if they're going through what you went through and they they realize, oh, crap, I tweeted something. So someone's is seeing it. I, there's I'm in the hot water. What's the best advice you could sort of give someone going through that that problem that that fear of suddenly oh crap my world might crush beneath me
1: so hard to say because it depends it depends you have to ask yourself is this the hill i want to die on is there is there a way to kind of get out of this again it's not great for the future of society so for example like drew Brees, remember he said that thing about he would never kneel during the national anthem which to me is like You asked him. That's what he said. That's his opinion. It had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. He just said, I'm not going to kneel Mm -hmm. during the anthem. I think that that's disrespectful. Period. Okay. Well, what happened? Uh, People got very upset. Now, did he have the potential to lose his spot on the NFL or as a quarterback or get discharged? I mean, you have to ask yourself, is that a hill I want to die on? If it is and you want to fight for it, just make sure that you're aware of the repercussions. Now with me and being in corporate and everything like that, like now I, I joke about the tweet, but at, at the time, I mean, working at the bone was basically my entire life. I was almost willing to do anything just to get my job back because I'm like, this joke isn't worth my job. You know, again, it's one of those things where you feel like it's a small concession to kowtow to the mob, but, um, for your own personal well-being sometimes that's the move that you need to make just so you you can put food on the table you know and it's really sad that it's come down to that but you have to ask yourself is this the hill i want to die on um but and and maybe the right answer is don't apologize unless you really mean it but again you have to again you have to weigh it out and say but i may lose my job like do I have a family to feed? Thank God I don't have kids or a husband or anything like that. So it was just me. But, you know, had I had kids, I would be way more careful just in life in general, uh, because I wouldn't want to put them and their future in jeopardy. So I know it's probably not a a yes or no clean cut answer, but I mean, I, you know, it's a complicated issue. No,
0: I think it's a great answer. You're right. And I think that that what Hill, are you willing to die in this Hill is a great way to look at it. And honestly, people should look at that even before they tweet. Right. I mean, you got to start thinking about that before you even (laughs) Even put it in the world. Is this something, you know, I think we're so casual now, about what we type on our phones and what we enter, we're just not even thinking anymore. And sometimes you got to pause and have that, put it in draft. (laughs) <laughs> and then sleep on it and then see how you feel the next day. And then great. All right. There. You know what? I want this, you know, where I can make this funnier. You know what? It's not funny enough. And that way you really can sort of yes, put yourself out there. That, but I, that
1: Even better to prevent yourself and, and second guessing yourself and go, huh, could this be construed uh, the wrong way? Maybe this isn't the right tweet at this time. Definitely important to ask yourself those questions before, you know, potentially ruining your life. (laughs) So
0: But we we learn here the reality is you can you can get canceled and you can lose your job over a tweet, over a joke. It is possible. Luckily, in Anna's case, she turned it into bigger and better things. So happy to hear that. Uh where can people find you? So they can find you over on Instagram, yes.
1: Yes, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't really use Facebook because it's been taken over by the boomers. So find me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I hate Facebook um, so much. At Onkel Radio, it's true. Facebook is is just a graveyard of boomers. I have no interest in being there anymore. I'm so. with
0: you, I, I, and it's also just they, <laughs> the, the amount of what they data they're stealing. I mean, they all do, but I feel like Facebook's even worse. The amount the amount of data you give Facebook, and for what you get in return, is not worth giving Mark right. Zuckerberg money. Right, and all that I don't money. need to
1: see people having political debates in the comments. Like that's not fun for me.
0: No, you're not changing. That's any their, much yeah, heart. that's their algorithm. I feel like they want to send you that weird uncle's post so you get angry, so you engage. They're just like, how do we trigger right. everybody? So, Correct. Yeah, so find on Instagram, the, find on Twitter. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No. I said I saw the social dilemma. They're just fighting for your attention, and you're right. They're they're showing you things that are trying to provoke you so that you stay on their site for a longer amount of time.
0: It's crazy because so. I and I, I read a story as we wrap up. It's like Netflix. Do you know who Netflix's biggest comp- competitor is? No. Sleep. <laughs> like how depressing is that they're like wow how do we keep people awake longer so they watch more of our content
1: oh my god that's what that's you're up awful, against it's but crazy I, I don't doubt it 100% I agree oh, with you
0: wild. well Anna, thank you so much for being here and telling the yeah. story it was a really fascinating conversation guys go follow her over on Instagram and if you haven't yet subscribed here to Hugging the Cactus please do so thanks so much for watching everybody <music> click on these videos yeah they're right there Or you can hit that subscribe up top. Anna can't see him, but I can. So go watch more of these Keep Going podcasts. Lots of cool stuff. Thanks for watching, everybody.